Welcome to Come Follow Me Weekly. My name is Heather, and I'm glad that you're here with me today. Um, before I get started into this week's lesson, I want to tell a little story about this podcast. When I decided to start this podcast, it was mostly just for myself, just for something to do, um, for a way to study the Come Follow Me curriculum, and I thought it would be a good use of my time, and I feel like it has been. It's been really great for me to be able to study these lessons more in depth. But I didn't really tell anyone that I was doing a podcast. I didn't put it out there at all. And so no one was listening to it, obviously. So I did the first episode. And then that was fine. I did the second episode. But then the day after I did the last one, I went back and listened to it. And I thought, I don't know if I like this. I don't know. And so I was I thought, well, I'll just delete it. So the next day I went into my podcast app to delete the episode. And it turns out a whole bunch of people had found it and had listened to it. And I thought, well, okay, it's out there. So because of that, I decided to come back and do another one. So if you're a new listener or a returning listener, I just want to say thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, I probably would have just deleted this podcast and stopped doing it. And I really am very grateful that I didn't stop because this week's lesson is awesome. It's the Easter lesson, and it's all about the Savior. And what better thing to study than the life of the Savior, especially during Easter week. So let's get into this week's lesson. I thought it was so interesting that during the last week of the Savior's life, many of the Jews around him were participating in the tradition of the Passover, and they were celebrating and telling stories about the destroying angel who passed over their homes that had marked their doors with lamb's blood. And that was a very significant event in their history, and very few of them were aware that here was the actual lamb right in their midst, and that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was there and about to deliver them again. But this time, not from actual slavery, but from the slavery of sin and death. And it was through his suffering, his death, and his resurrection that he was going to accomplish this. It was interesting, a few weeks ago, we had some people from another religion show up at our door. And they had us watch this little video. And then they invited us to come to their church and celebrate the Savior's death. And I thought that was interesting because at our church, we don't focus so much on the death of the Savior, but on the fact that he lives again and that because of him, we have the chance to do the same. And I know that it's through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we have the opportunity to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And it's also because of him that our lives have meaning and that we aren't lost, that we can change and become better. He truly does live and he loves each one of us. And he went through all of the suffering and the pain that he did for you and for me. Now this week's lesson was great because they kind of outlined a daily reading so that you could read about the life of the Savior each day this week leading up to Easter. And I really enjoyed this reading. Um, the first day was Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Then it talks about him cleansing the temple. And I was talking about this with my daughter and she had some really good insight. She said, you know, I feel like when Jesus went in and was cleansing the temple, it made me think about myself and my body is a temple. My mind is a temple. And sometimes my body and my mind gets filled up with chickens and with all kinds of things going on that don't need to be there. And sometimes I need Jesus to come in and just clean it out. And I thought, you know, what a great insight. Um, something that she got out of that account of him cleansing the temple. She felt like it related to her on a personal level and how she could keep her mind and her body clean and free from things of the world. 
It also talks about the parable of the talents, and that in itself you could study for a really long time. This lesson is so in-depth. It has so many things. It's like the more you get into it, the more you could study and learn about and consider. I love the parable of the talents and how it makes me think about the talents that I've been given um, and what the Lord expects me to do with them. Do I just hide the things that I have and the things that I've been given, or do I share with others? One thing that I thought about as I was reading through these accounts, and one thing that has always amazed me about the Savior, is how he allowed himself to be treated by the people around him. He was mocked, he was spit on, he was slapped and beaten. And there's an account in this lesson of a time when Jesus was hungry, and he came upon a fig tree that had no fruit on it. So he touched the tree and it died. Well, if he could touch a person and heal them, he could most certainly touch a person and cause them harm, but he never did that. And you look at the patience and the love and the commitment to his earthly mission that he had, his behavior to those who were unkind to him has always been so inspiring to me. He was patient and loving and kind to everyone he came across. And then you think about what it must have been like for the apostles to watch all of this taking place. And knowing of Jesus's power and really feeling the truth of who he was. But they were mortals. They didn't have the perfect love that the Savior had. And also not knowing what was going to happen. They didn't have all the stories to read about because they were living it in the moment. And I just think of how hard that must have been for them and how really confusing to think, you know, Jesus, you have all this power. Why don't you use it to get yourself out of this situation? I think they probably just didn't fully understand what was going on and what needed to happen. In the lesson, it asks this question, what can you learn from the accounts of those who witnessed the resurrected Savior? And a couple of experiences stood out to me. The first was in Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Those scriptures tell an account of two men walking together and discussing what had happened after Jesus had been crucified. And Jesus actually came near to them on the road and started walking with them. And he basically asked them, what's going on? And they said, well, don't you know all the things that have happened? Haven't you been around? And they told Jesus basically about Jesus and all the things that had gone on. And they were so worried and engrossed in their own thoughts that they didn't even realize that Jesus was the one that they were talking to. And he even went home with them and sat at their table to break bread with them. And finally, they realized who he was. And then he was gone. And what I learned from that experience is sometimes do we get so engrossed in our problems and our worries and our focus just becomes so narrow. And I think we kind of forget that the Lord is always with us. He's always helping us and he's always concerned about whatever it is we're going through, no matter how small it might seem. It's not small to him if it's not small to us. The other experience is found in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29 when Jesus, as a resurrected being, appears to the disciples. And one of the disciples named Thomas basically said that basically he wouldn't believe it until he actually saw Jesus himself. And then he did. But in verse 29, Jesus says, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And in both of these stories, one of the messages that I get is that we need to listen to our hearts. With Thomas, how many times... Do we essentially ask for a sign before we'll believe something? We don't want to rely on faith or the feelings that we feel. We get nervous about things and we want answers right now. We just want our Heavenly Father to show us what to do instead of figuring it out for ourselves. I've been there many times. 
But it's in using our faith and going forward, even though we can't see the outcome, that we grow the most and receive the most blessings. The last section of this lesson talks about the scriptures that are found in 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 11. And these are beautiful scriptures. I thought this was the perfect way to end this lesson this week. The section starts out with an account from Elder Paul V. Johnson talking about his daughter, Alyssa. And apparently she suffered from terminal cancer and had many surgeries. And he shared a letter that she had written at Easter time shortly before she passed away. And she said, Easter is a reminder of all that I hope for myself, that someday I will be healed and someday I will be whole. Someday I won't have any metal or plastic inside of me. Someday my heart will be free of fear and my mind free of anxieties. I am so glad I truly believe in a beautiful afterlife. And isn't that also one of the great blessings that we have because of our Savior and because of what he went through for us? That we know that this life is not the end, that there is more, that we will see our loved ones again, that we can change, that we can continually grow and become better in this life. Then to end this lesson, I just wanted to share these scriptures in 1 Peter 1. It's verses 3 through 5. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I just love those scriptures. I love how it talks about our inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, and fadeth not away, that's reserved in heaven for us. And we have that opportunity because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our Savior, and I know that He lives and that He loves each one of us. And I am so grateful for the blessings that I have each day in my life because I have that knowledge. I'd like to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you have a wonderful week and a great Easter, and I hope to have you back again with me next week. Thanks.